podcast is live now. All right, there we go. See if I can find it now. Where the hell are you? So, if anybody's joined in yet, uh, just give us a couple minutes here. We need to get a little bit organized. We are going to share this to a couple groups here. That's it. Yeah, we're going to share to a, a few different groups. Uh, some of the, the cooler ones that we're fans of, uh, like Turkey Addiction, that's always a big one. I mean, uh, that's that's a pretty cool group. Um, uh, what's the other one we're looking at? Turkey Hunting. I mean, that's a pretty good one. I mean, there's a couple of good ones out there. So, And there's a lot of people frequenting those groups right now because, well, it is indeed the night before our turkey season here in Pennsylvania. True, true. So uh, let's see. We're going to go to Turkey Hunting. That one there. Just like I said, bear Thanks, with man. us. All right. We're going to shoot out to PA Turkey Hunting. It's always a good one. PA Turkey Hunting. That's a pretty sweet group to share out to. Um, the Hunting for Connections. That's actually a pretty cool group that we've been kind of frequenting. Yeah. Uh, going to share off to those guys. There's all kinds of cool stuff on there, like deals. Other companies post like discounts and stuff on there. Uh, uh, where did I put it? Yeah, guys, uh, just is. stick with us. Um, Nate and Hunter will be on probably around eight, maybe a little after. We're just going to share this. We'd appreciate it if you could share it, and we'll get a few different people on here. Uh, let's see yeah that'd be fantastic if you guys could help yeah. us out if, if you have a a, a a page or a group that you are a member of that you are frequent that uh quite a bit then get over there show, shoot it out there if you could and uh it would just be nothing but you know a help to us uh because you know trying to grow the project trying to grow the project yep that's it and then um Make sure you leave your questions and comments for uh, Nate and Hunter in the comment section, which would be you, the ideal place for comments. Sure. Hey, how about it? And if you are seeing this from a group, pitch in and let us know uh, where are you seeing it. Like, what group are you seeing this from? You know, uh, just give us a heads up. It helps us track where everything's coming. Eric, what's up, my man? How are you? Good to see you. Thanks for joining in, man. Appreciate it. Um, let me see here. Looks like we're in pretty good shape. We've got quite a few bouncing out there. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Nice. We're getting there. So we'll, we'll pop it out a few places. So yeah, that, that should be good. We'll, uh, I know I'm pumped for tomorrow. Uh, looks like we're going to have the perfect morning. Um, I didn't get out and, and roost a bird tonight. Honestly, I just I don't usually uh, rely too heavily on roosting birds. The the farm I've been hunting, I've been hunting it for a few years, so I'm pretty pretty set. I know where the birds are going to be and what they're going to be doing. So uh, we're finishing up our white tail hunt here in Kansas. Oh. Stop that! That was uh, <laughs> I turned the volume off on that. What are you watching? Uh, a little white tail hunting in Kansas, huh? Yeah, no, for my weather app, it, like, always throws a little video, like, advertisement up. So, yeah. I feel it. So, uh, no, it looks like it's going to be a good day tomorrow. 
we might have a handful of good days throughout the week to hunt too, yeah. uh, if Mother Nature allows. But um, yeah, this year is going to be interesting. I'm I'm hunting a property I've never hunted before. In fact, I haven't been up there only but once, and that was Tuesday. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's got a lot of promise. It's a nice piece of property. There's lots of uh, lots of sign. Lots of uh, I, I I get a good feeling about the place. So we'll see. Uh, I'm going to be hunting in what's called a hooch. You ever hear of a hooch? Uh, no. Hit me, yeah, hit well, me with one of those. <laughs> uh, not in the hunting world, anyway. Uh, it's uh, kind of like a, a bit of a blind that is built out of like bark and lumber and all. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been there for years. So he's like, listen, you guys are going to want to sit in this hooch and hunt here. And, you know, there's a good chance the birds are going to come up from across the stream. And, you know, he gave me the lowdown. Uh, so we'll see. So I'm going to have my boy out with me again. Uh, we got lucky last Saturday. He got a nice bird. So, uh, hopefully, uh, this, this weekend he, uh, can get used to the camera a little bit. So I'm going to have him behind the camera a little bit. There you go. Uh, yeah. we've got some extra Turkey tags. So who knows if it works out well, he'll get himself another bird, but I put, think it's my turn. Yeah. Put the, put the boy to work, you know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Todd Doberman so, took out a 10 year old last Saturday and he killed 11 inch 18 pound bird 11 inch beard 18 pounds nice beautiful that's what we like to hear man yeah congratulations yeah, on well that done. Todd. And whoever whoever you took congratulations to them so we need man we need a whole lot more of that yeah for sure again we're just uh got a few minutes till nate and hunter log on um from what i understand nate was out roosting birds tonight um not sure if hunter was doing the same most likely um, those guys do their research and, uh, get their homework done. Uh, that's a good get, way to go about it, man. Get the big uh, dogs in here. Uh, yeah. he might've oh, just joined, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be on around eight. We're thinking. So just waiting for them. Now we're letting a few people join, let some comments build up and questions and, uh, they'll be here shortly. We, I know yes, we've got sir. a bunch of questions for them and, uh, they'll be able to impart some of that turkey wisdom on us. Yeah, we'll just kind of let them run with it while we have them. Um, and once they got to get going, uh, Mark and I will stick around and we'll kind of go over some things that, you know, some some tips we may or may not have that uh, should serve you well if you, if you come across those situations. But uh, some good stories and, you know, just uh, enjoy ourselves, hang out, and let her hair down, man. It's a, it's a good evening. It's a good evening in the state of PA, man. Yeah, it feels kind of like a holiday a little bit. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, man, I love it. Love it, love it. And uh, the fact that they give the youth a weekend beforehand is like yeah. you get you get to – it's like Christmas and New Year's, you know what I mean? It's good stuff, man, good stuff. So, uh, yeah, it just gives us a little bit more time to get out there. Yeah. What uh, – I'm looking in the, the comments here. Todd Doberman's taking uh, tomorrow another 10-year-old. Nice. That's awesome. Good for you, brother. Good for you, man. That's the way to do it. You know, I've I've said it a few times. I'd give up my entire hunting season if I could get a couple guys out there and get them hooked. Yeah. You know, spend the spend the season dragging them around behind me. And uh, with my two younger boys coming up behind, I might just very well be doing that uh, before you know it. Taking those two out, get their get their feet wet, so to speak. But yeah, uh, for, for now, sure. my oldest boy is gonna be uh, on my on my heels. I got to get him more comfortable with the camera and you know, that kind of thing. And he's actually pretty funny. He likes to narrate when I'm setting out decoys. <laughs> I don't know until I go back and start editing and start reviewing footage. And I'm just sitting there like, Oh my God, this kid. 
That's He's awesome. A character, man. Here we see my dad in his natural habitat. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? He's a trip, man. So it's always good to get them out there. You know, there's plenty of stuff coming at them from every angle anymore. So to get them out there and expose them to the traditions that we've grown up doing. Yeah, man, there's nothing better, especially when they take to it. Yeah. You know, yeah, if they, sure. you take them out and they're like, eh, it was cool, but I'm just not into it. At least they had a chance to give it a shot. You know, right. It's the only way to find out if they're going to be into it is to uh, give them a taste, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So good on you, Todd. Good on you, man. What uh, what what exactly is the weather? I know it's looking nice tomorrow. I don't know what our what our temperature in PA is going to be. Uh, looks the... like we've got uh, 40s to high 60s, 14% chance of precipitation. So that's not terrible. I could live with that. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's looking like it's going to be a good day. Uh. See, right around, I'm going to be up there about 4:30. I got to get up there. We're going to go and have coffee with the the landowner early. Looks like uh, no rain in the morning. 45 degrees by the time the birds are going to be moving around it looks like uh 1% chance of rain you know 9% or 9 mile per hour wind going to be 45 it's not going to be cold i'll i'll take that any day man yeah and you know you know what else uh i've been watching the soil temperatures creeping up in northeastern pa so we might uh might be seeing some mushrooms tomorrow I sure hope so man i'm going to be looking around i'm going to go hit that ramp patch i'm taking a 5 gallon bucket with me Nice. So I, I found the mother load of wild ramps when yeah. I was up there on Tuesday. I sent you that one picture of uh, us walking through them. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I've been. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest patches that I've seen anyone post online yet this year. And that's a small part of it. It's huge. It's the whole side of the hill. Yeah. It's crazy. But hey, man, I, I'll take it. So he's like, hey, do you like leaks? I'm like, do you mean wild ramps? He's like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, they're green things. They grow out of the ground. I'm like, yeah, yeah, leeks, wild ramps, same thing. Yeah. He's like, do you like them? I'm like, love them. He's like, well, I got a million of them. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, cool. I'll take a look. And we got up there, and I, I said, is that the ramp patch over there? He goes, oh, yeah, all the way over the top of the hill is wide, 60, 70 yards wide, probably 150, 200 yards down the hill. I'm That's like, you got to be kidding me. You can smell it. The whole side of the woods smells like ramps. Yeah, so, it must. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a little bit of a job cleaning them up when I bring home a five gallon bucket full. But hey, man, it'll be worth the worth the effort. You know, uh, it was probably a couple of years back. I had my uh, just getting messaged here real quick. Yeah. Hmm. I think we might be having technical difficulties here. Let's see. Let me copy. Let's try again. There you go. I, yeah, I, I just saw that same message came through. Yeah, we'll see if that works again. out. I don't know why it should. They coming in on their phones or their computers? Do you know? Uh, phones, I, I believe. All right. Let's see if it works out. Trying to get these guys in now. We uh, might have uh, <laughs> might have a problem here. Yeah, we've, we, Mark and I are always doing this. We do it on our computers, our laptops. We just use our, our you know, our webcams to, to kind of uh, to transmit. Uh, I've never tried doing it on the phones before. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, I mean, I can't see it being all that much different, but again, never, uh, never done it. Any preseason traditions? Uh, Joshua, that's a good question, man. Uh, we used to have one when my, my son started hunting. Uh, the guy we, 
that owned the property where we used to hunt had a little cabin built up on the high part of the property, this big hill. So we would go up the night before, we'd go out, roost some birds. We'd go back to the cabin. It was like a wood burning stove. Like, you know, they had electric, but there was no running water, no heat, nothing. Uh, we would get up there, hang out, have a nice meal, just try to get to bed early, get up early the next morning, start the fire, make some cocoa, eat some pop tarts and some breakfast. And uh, it was just a short walk down the hill to our spot from the cabin. So I missed that. That was a cool deal. Yeah. Uh, the new place that I found, same thing. He's got this killer little cabin. It's like a little one room uh, cabin that he's got there. It's right on the edge of a stream. Like you can walk 20 feet down the hill and cast a line. Uh, get wood burning stove. Everything runs off 12 volt batteries. So I'm um, hoping to make some new traditions there. How about you? You guys got anything out there that you uh, like to do uh, night before? Uh, sit sit around and sharpen your knives or polish your uh, slate calls or anything like that? Or, you know, everyone's got some kind of cool little tradition they like to do, but uh, that's mine anyway. That's what we used to do. But unfortunately, last year we lost that property. So um, we're kind of back to square one and hence the only being up at the new property one time that we're going to hunt tomorrow. So if anything, it's going to be a learning experience. You know, we get up there and, and learn the property, see where the birds are roosting, where they're traveling, you know, with this rain, this, the stream's going to be a little bit on the high side. So it might drown out some of the noises, but you know, that's just par for the course. That's what you do when you're out there, you got to adapt you know, so uh, it's going to be a cool experience to get up there and learn a new property, uh, meet some of the other guys hunting it. Uh, some of them I know, some of them I don't. So it should be a should be a cool deal. Should be a cool deal. Yeah. Mark DeLeo, how are you? Thanks for joining in, buddy. I'm still working. Uh, I'm working now to get Nate and Hunter in here. I don't know what's going on. Okay. For some reason, the link isn't taking them in. Hmm. So just bear with us here for a minute. Yeah, see what you can do. I'll kind of go through some of the uh, the comments here and chat with some of the guys here. Chris Stone, Jay loves the golf. Ask him about hole number five at Wimbley Hills. <laughs> That's a good example of why I don't drink five-hour energy anymore. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I must have knocked the ball back and forth over the green of that, that hole six times. I think I posted like an 11 on that hole. <laughs> so, yeah, five-hour energy is not for me. That's for sure. Uh, let me see. Mitch has got a question for Hunter. Cool. We're trying to get him in here. Um, again, I wanted to thank Eric Lowry from chiming in, seeing us. Uh, Eric's a cool dude. Uh, he has Feed the Faith Outdoors Facebook page, and he uh, does the marketing for um, for dead end game calls. So that that dude does a lot with youth hunters and uh, and you know big turkey hunter out of Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me see here. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Mark's, well, you can't make it out with Michael, um, but that's cool, man. Hey, you'll get there. You got a couple of weeks of season to uh, to get after it. Uh, oh, that's cool. His daughter, Maria. Maria's going to be out. Good deal. Wish her luck for us. Hope she, uh, hope she puts a bird down. Keep me posted, man. Send me lots of pictures. Uh, oh, yeah, good job. Good, good point, Jim. Jim Brownell just uh, messaged, ticks are bad this year. Uh, get your permethrin. Um, permethrin is good. If you can, I highly recommend a tick twister. I don't know if you've ever heard of one. It's a cool little piece of plastic thing that helps you get the ticks out of you. If you get one in you, you don't worry about leaving the head in, look it up. 
uh, eBay sells knockoffs for like 99 cents. I ordered like 10 of them a few years ago. I just hand them out to everybody. Uh, <laughs> Rosanna says your mom and dad are yelling at the screen like you can hear them. Me? Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, your parents are awesome. I can't wait to see those guys again. Mr. and Mrs. M. Thank you, man. Good to see can't wait to see you guys again. Once all this crap is over with, we're still slugging it out and in, uh, in quarantine for the most part, all of us. But you know, which reminds me, I wanted to, uh, on behalf of everybody here in the group, I wanted to say thanks to Mr. Missouri on the other end of the camera there, uh, and all the guys he's got working with him over at the water company. Oh, thank guys you. are uh, you guys are killing it. He's making it easy for all of us. Uh, non-essential people <laughs> wash our face and brush our teeth so you know props to uh pennsylvania water all things you guys are doing so i mean the, yeah, the nurses and doctors are getting the nod and as they should but you know you guys are uh just as important to keeping everything going for us so uh cheers to you guys man appreciate that thank you um st still working on on uh nate hunter hunter's not home so it might not work I don't know. I think they're having problems logging on with their phone. A uh, laptop or a computer might work better. I'm not sure why that's. I don't, I don't know. know. I tried to get out my phone earlier. I was able to get in. We were able to talk, but I was having a hard time seeing you. But again, I had just downloaded the app. So. Uh, Jason uh, Workman says BioShield works great for ticks and mosquitoes. I don't know what BioShield is. Hmm. Have you ever heard of it? I think it's a spray, BioShield spray. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty certain that that's what that is. Um, how are we looking here? Uh, uh, Rosanna, tell your folks I said hello, man. Cheers. I'm clinking. Here, clink. There you go. All right. Jason Workman. Yep, he's the one that's talking about BioShield. I'm going to actually take a look and see what the hell that is real quick while you're working on that. Uh I may have found a way uh, to use our better cameras instead of our um, webcams. I'll tell you what, this will all be just a lot easier when we have the studio ready to go. And Oh, I know, man. We could all yeah. sit in a room again. Yeah, stay, stay tuned for that, people, because uh, it's going to be awesome. It, follow along with us because uh, it's going to be pretty cool when we uh, bio shield. Antimicrobial protection. I might not be looking at the right thing, but Tim Barnes, hi from Pittsburgh. What's going nice. on, Tim? Nice Pittsburgh. All the way across so, the state. Yeah, Ironborn Pizza, baby. Ironborn <laughs> Pizza. That's out there in Pittsburgh, man. Our buddy Ethan, he's uh he cooks out there. He's a chef out there at Ironborn Pizza. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh good stuff. Oh, BioShield is a spray, laundry soap, and body wash. Sweet, sweet. Thanks wonder, for the tip, man. I wonder if that has yeah. permethrin in it. I don't know. That seems to be the way to go, that permethrin. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of people, uh, you know, have a lot of success with that. Um, I have a, uh, uh, a thermocell unit. Uh, that thing is priceless when you start getting further into the season. It keeps those mosquitoes and everything off you. I honestly don't know how well it works for ticks. But, man, when you're sitting there and you got mosquitoes flying up your nose, in your eyes, every time you take a breath, you've got one going down the hatch. Yeah. That that thing's uh, that thing is pretty clutch. 
I don't have any uh, experience with the thermosel, but I, I uh, bought one for my dad last year. And uh, I guess this, this season's going to be his first season with it, actually. We we have one that we use on the like the the deck during the summer. That works pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I'm a big fan, man. Those things are awesome. Yeah, Sawyer's, Tim Barnes, yep. He's that you're right, man. Sawyer's is like the go-to, man. Oh. You can get that at Walmart. You can get it pretty much anywhere. Um, but that's probably I, I if I were to say what you know, someone were to say like what's the one you've heard of the most, it would definitely be Sawyer's. Well, we got we got one to work so far, so without, right. without further ado. Here is Bartman part turkey hunter Wallace <laughs> himself. What's up, boys? What's going much. on, brother? How are you? I'm doing well. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Sounds, Sounds good. good. I had to break out the laptop. So Yeah, I don't know. It's... So maybe if Nate gets on there, it'll it'll work for him too. Yeah. Well, uh that link is still there. That should be valid. So well, I guess we could uh get into it. We have a question specifically for you right off the bat. Uh what are your hobbies besides hunting? It looks like you packed on the muscle. Back the muscle. I don't know about that. I do like to hit the weights a little bit, but there you go. Other than that, man, uh, you know, fishing and pretty much anything outdoors, fishing and hunting, that's pretty much it, man. Anything that would get me outside, I just love to be outside. Anything, you know, even that involves hunting, if it even isn't hunting itself, just anything that gets me going outside. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm with you on that one. Amen, brother. Amen to that. So, especially now. So, yeah, exactly, man, right? We've got a few uh, a few questions that we um, you know have written down here. We'll take some more questions out of these comments later. Um, but one of the the questions I have, I know that uh, anyone who follows you on Instagram, I got your Instagram on the screen there. It's just at Hunter Wallace. That's correct, right? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, it seems like you guys, you and Nate, both. It's just during turkey season, either you're killing a turkey or you're with somebody who's killing a turkey. It's, it's almost like automatic with you guys. So I think that there's strategy behind that, that people don't understand, like all the work that actually goes into that. So like logistically, how are you, are you planning those days out? Like where you're starting in the morning, if you're not hearing something there, where you're going, like what your next move is, how do you plan that kind of day out? Yeah. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it is like that. And then other, you know, other days it's not like that. It's just luck of the draw hitting them. I mean, one thing we're fortunate to do is be able to hunt every day. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of guys don't, don't get that. And the, the amount of time we get to spend in the woods has everything to do with that. Um, yeah. I mean, some days, some days, you know, we got them roosted. Uh, we got spots lined up that we're going to go after, you know what I mean? Just kind of a, kind of a chain thing, but other days we just kind of miscellaneously go out and, no, find them. So it's, uh, I would say that, uh, not all of them are planned out, but a good majority of them are definitely, but you know, having enough time on there is definitely one thing that, that helps. Boom. There's Nate, the Turkey Slayer himself. Yeah. What's up, brother? How are you? What's up? How's it going, uh, man? You make it? How's it going? Very well. Not Very too well, bad. Man. Very well. Not Doing too bad, good, brother. Glad it worked out. Yeah. A little technical difficulty, yeah. but we figured it out. It looks pretty good. I'm uh, hoping that opening morning isn't as difficult as it was to figure out how to log in here. <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's it's way easier in the woods, it seems like. A lot, yeah. a lot more simple. So uh, you were out roosting birds tonight, right? I was, man. I huh? just got back a little while ago. What about you guys? Were you out? I was no, trying I to. <laughs> we were tinkering. 
I know Hunt was. Hunt had to be. I didn't. I didn't. I had to drop. Uh, Mark was gracious enough to let me borrow his tripod for about a month, so I had to drop that off back at his house, and I didn't get to go look, but I'm sure we'll we'll find him somewhere. We'll find him somewhere. So, uh, so what's new? Everybody doing good? Yeah, it's been. Uh, I'm pumped. I can't wait to get in the woods tomorrow. I've been, it's a long time coming. Definitely need it. But uh, we've got a bunch of questions lined up for you guys, and uh, we kind of jumped into it with Hunter there, um, talking about like the logistics of the day. We know that pretty much anyone that follows you guys on social media seems like once turkey season hits, it's almost every day you guys are posting your stories. You're either you're either killing one or you're you're with somebody that's killing one. And uh, I think that what goes uh, kind of behind the scenes is the amount of work that goes into setting those days up. So, like, logistically, Nate, how does that work on your end? Do you guys have, like, a a roadmap kind of planned out the night before? Well, I think, like, you know, especially, like, this year, for all of us, the first thing that we hope for from now on moving forward is there's, you know, hopefully we can figure out this whole COVID-19 situation. And for anybody who's, you know, suffering from it or anybody who has had people that have, been sick or lost somebody you know our prayers go out to them it's been a tough spring for that you know with headhunters tv we had suspended all travel you know throughout april and all that just because it was the you know right thing to do we are all going to be in this thing together and, and try our best to not travel as much as we normally do and now as things uh you know as we kind of stay closer to home and we can kind of travel right from our house to the woods whether we're hunting jersey new york or hunters down in virginia you know places we can travel that aren't super far you know as things are kind of starting to open back up a little bit. It's nice to know that we can get out there and have a little bit more uh, comfort. You know, it's a tough time and obviously everybody, all of us are trying to get through it the best we can. True. Uh, but when it comes to the logistics of turkey hunting, usually that's not on your mind, but this year that's been the, the first thing that everybody's got to think of is, you know, how, how are we going to arrange our travel around this or how are we going to arrange our travel around, you know, is it going to be right to go there? Is it safe to do this? Because all of us, you know, care about our own families, but we care about everybody else's too. We don't want to get anybody else sick. So, True. You know, this year, logistically, it's been a little bit more difficult than it has in the past. But I think, you know, every day and every season, if you were to just go with the norm, you know, basically we set ourselves up in a situation. I know hunters the same way. We, we like to give back to people. And we take, you know, probably a lot more people than we hunt by ourselves. You know, we'll go out and we'll do our uh, we'll, we'll do our best to fill our tags in states that we have legal tags and stuff like that. But most of the time we're trying to take friends or buddies or people who have allowed us to hunt or people that we've met along the way that have become friends that have inspired us in a certain way, you know, and, and really get out there and share the woods and kind of give back to uh, hunting the way that is given so much to us and the platforms that we have within the hunting industry. So, you know, basically anytime you can yelp at a turkey, whether you got a gun in your hand or not, uh, or if it's for a friend and, and somebody else is trying to punch a tag, I mean, that's a good day for me. So, True. You know, we're always trying to set up to, to make sure we know who we're going with tomorrow or the next day or, you know, who we can help maybe put their hands or wrap their tag around a turkey. Yeah. That's the uh, true testament to the outdoor character. I mean, Jay and I talk about that almost every podcast that the woods kind of just develops that character. And that's, that's uh super honorable. Yeah, it looks like yeah, you guys both had a little bit of success last weekend. Yeah. Today, right? The youth center, huh? The youth, the youth season. Yeah. Yeah, man. The youth, it was awesome. We had uh Took my buddy AJ off the bat and he killed one. And then my buddy Anthony's son, Rocco, I think he's only six, ended up getting one too. So it was a it was a great day in the woods last week for us. Yeah, it was awesome, man. And the little boy that I took out, his name was Marco. Um, he put one down. I was looking before, during the technical difficulties, I was still able to perform and multitask. And 
you know, you talk about the youth hunts and stuff, and this is one of my favorite pictures of all time. Let me figure out where my camera is on this. Can you guys see this? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know how that little dude is right man. there? Oh, my God. That's I'm funny. That little Hunter Wallace right there. How about yeah. it? You guys are young. Young yeah. guys. That's, Look at this one. That's pretty awesome. Specific. That's that's out of the archives. Look at oh, that. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was fighting a heavyweight at that time yeah <laughs> you know i just uh mitch blake just commented that he saw hunter bench 315 so yeah you, you've come, that's, that's that's one of my good buddies He's yeah just room. you've come that's a long way he, he can't lift 115 <laughs> yeah okay yeah, yeah i should have known that they'd be on man that's taking it way back wow man man you <laughs> That's an awesome picture. That's awesome. What's that little? We've had a lot of memories. That's awesome, man. Yeah, a lot of memories. Well, uh, let's. uh, We've got questions in the comments, and uh, this is uh, a one of my questions that I I think uh, from what I've been watching people ask most often is about patience during turkey hunting, and I know it's it's the hardest part because I mean you've got the when, when you're sitting in a tree bow hunting, the, 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 the strategy is sit and wait. When you could actually make a move turkey hunting, it's all about when you can do that and uh, like how you decide to either sit and wait for him to come if he stops gobbling or move back. How do you guys kind of gauge that? I mean, me personally, I think it, it has to do a lot with your property. And, uh, you know, everybody you know patience patience and turkey on is huge just because stuff can change so quick and turkey on it's not even funny i mean uh one thing i've learned from nate a lot is just the way you know you work the woods and the way you your call goes out throughout the woods you can move 40 yards from you know a spot you know a turkey heard you there before from where you were you know 40 yards back but you can move another 40 yards and he could hear you right there so i think instead of just a lot of times you know we work through our property so quick and just hit a call. If we don't hear anything, we leave. I, I think it's patience in a way. I mean, I'm not the most patient turkey hunter in the world. I like to get after him, hear him gobble and, you know, go, go at him. But I think you got to use your patience in a way that you at least work your property to the fullest. So like I said, I mean, sometimes you could just, just a, a difference of from where he hears you could get him to gobble from, even if it's 40 yards or if it's calling down off a cliff. And, you know, like I said, Nate, Nate showed me a lot of that, just how, how to move on him in the woods and get them to hear that call from a different angle. It could just strike them up and make them come to you. And a lot of times too, I think that, you know, when you, when you get into the filming game, I think, I think filming kind of teaches you a lot more about patience than you might've had growing up or yeah. when you're just out kind of running a gun. And when you're filming, you know, there's a lot more that goes into each one of your setups, you know, now granted we're fortunate to have a lot of great producers that Hunter and myself share the woods with. So, I mean, they're as, they're as good a hunters as anybody as you can be with. So they're going to get down, get set up fast, but you know, it is a process in order to get good footage. And I think that, you know, running a camera teaches you a lot of patience and, and starts to help you understand to kind of gear it down in a lot of situations and you'll be more effective. You know, I think that all of us as hunters, you know, you go out there and your, your thought process is, man, you know, I want this turkey to be hammering this morning. You know, he's going to come screaming and gobbling. I'll shoot him at 25 yards. And sometimes that happens, but sometimes it doesn't, you know, and you got to be willing to adjust to the cir- circumstances. If you've got a turkey that's goblin, it's very hard for me to leave a, a goblin turkey, you know, d- regardless of, you know, how many spots you have or where you want to go. If a turkey's goblin good and answering a call, 
it makes me feel like sooner or later, you know, he's going to want to make a move to me or I can position myself in a right scenario if I can make a move to him that'll get him to kind of, you know, like that old country song, um, I'll start walking your way, you start walking mine. And, you know, you can maybe find that common ground to where you guys can meet up in the middle and uh, potentially punch a tag on that turkey. That's but I think, you know, patience is, is key in it. I think, you know, uh, Philman's taught me that I probably haven't killed a lot of turkeys because of my lack of patience. You know, I, I got up on them so soon. Or like Hunter was saying, you know, sometimes in situations, for example, that you don't have anywhere else to go. We used to hunt in uh, the World Turkey Hunt Championship in Kansas. And when you are only on the property that you draw, that's all you have, right? So you have no choice but to gear it down and take your time through that piece of property. Because if you go wrecking it, if they're not acting right, well, guess what? You're done for the competition. You know what I mean? You're out of the money. So what I learned a lot of times in that is, you know, a turkey that might get gobbling and all of a sudden he just quits. You know, a lot of us have seen where you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I must've got a hand or he must've got this or I must've spooked him, this or that. And then you get out and you leave and you look in your binos in the field back where you just heard him. He's sitting there strutting with three hens and he just stopped gobbling for whatever reason. You know, you can't really always predict what they're going to do or, or why they do it. Um, but I think, you know, it comes with, it's like playing baseball or basketball or anything. You start to get a feel and, and you can kind of read them the way they're acting. You know, the, the more you're around, the more you listen to them, uh, you know, the more you start to kind of get a feel and a gauge of every particular situation. Now that doesn't always mean that's going to be right, you know, and, and, and you may end up bumping that turkey, walking off on him or, or not giving him enough time, but you, you kind of start to get a read on whether, you know, Hey, this turkey's going to work right or he's not, you know, and in the video game, you know, you're almost looking for that one that's going to work right. And a lot of times, all of us as hunters, you know, you kind of get the sense on him pretty quick if he's going to be the one that does it right. 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 Or if it's one you got a grudge on, then you just stick it out. Right. You got a grudge on him. You know, if he's, if he's, if he's getting to you, just stick it out. Yeah. We always get grudges on a couple of them. That's right. And I think, I think something to add too is you could look back at your scouting on this too. You know, if you've been scouting a place and seeing turkeys every single day, you go there the next day, you saw them there the night before, you don't hear them. Uh, that surely doesn't mean that they're not there. I mean, I'm sure it's happened to all of us here. You know, you get you get in there off the roost, you don't hear a turkey. Right. And then all of a sudden, an hour later, you know, you're frustrated. You're ready to get out of there. You call, and he gobbles at 70 yards. You know what I mean? It's just, just one of those deals where he could have been roosted further off or anything. But, you know, if you're seeing them there, that's really when you got to play the patience game. Even if nothing's going on, you know they're there somewhere. So you just got to stick them out. True, true. Well, that's awesome. Very detailed uh, advice there with a Diamond Rio reference in it, which is sick. How about uh, Jay? I know you uh, you had a good question lined up. Yeah, the uh, <clears throat> so uh, this time of year we get a little bit of rain every now and again. So you guys got any kind of like go-to strategies when you get out there and you either drizzling or raining pretty heavy and everything's kind of quiet? Is that something you come back around again to relying on your scouting? Or is there like a, a, a call tactic you like to use? Because I, mean, I think we're going to be in for some rain this season. I try to say things like, I'll meet you at the coffee shop, things like that. You know, I try to yelp that out there at them. Uh, <laughs> take a break. No, no I mean, if it's – if it's raining, you know, I think, like you said, it, you hit it exactly. It goes back to your scouting. You know, if you're relating it to here in Pennsylvania, you know, we grew up hunting these hills. We grew up hunting all these woods out here. And, you know, we know a lot of times turkeys are going to head out to these pastures, different fields, et cetera, when that rain sets in. Now, depending if it's just a downpour and, you know, we've had different hunts throughout the years where they'll work right in. I know 
Hunter had one on film a few years ago where he's just screaming goblin and it was, it was raining as hard as it can possibly rain. Um, you know, and he was still coming in just as perfect as can be. It was actually, it was wicked. The rain was flying off his head when he was goblin, but you know, depending on the situation, I try to go to more open areas if I can and start trying to look and see if I can't position myself. Like, let's say if the audio is not going to be great because it is raining hard. Well, if you've only got X amount of days or you're really trying to punch a tag, well, you got to make the best of your time. You got to get out there and you got to use your woodsmanship to try to get out ahead of them or try to get in a situation to where you can position yourself uh, to get a good shot at one. You find that the birds are a lot quieter during rainy situations or does it matter at all? I mean, I've had, I, mean, I think it quiets them down some, you know I mean? You know, it's just like us, you know, that rain, if it starts pelting on them and stuff like that, I mean, unless he's just raring to, raring to go, like, I don't think they're just crushing it during the rain, but they'll gobble, you know, hard in the rain. They'll gobble decent in the rain. But I do think once, if it sets in and it rains pretty good, I mean, it'll, you'll see them out in the fields. They're just sitting out there just like we all do when we're getting soaking wet, you know, they're just kind of like, man, yeah. It's ready for this to clear. But then once it breaks, you better be out there. You better be yelping. That's yeah. it, man. I've had a lot of a lot of luck in the in the rain, but a lot of a lot of people, there's some people that are watching tonight. There's a, a, a group, it's a, a lot of newer hunters, guys who are just getting into it. So yeah. I thought I'd be right up there, Allie, uh, you know, with, with the weather being as it as it is usually in the spring. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had a lot of good luck in the rain, but you know, there's guys who are afraid to they're ah, it's raining, they're not gonna come off the roost. I mean, I've heard that a hundred times, and I mean they may stay up there another 20 30 minutes yeah. maybe an hour but i mean they got to come down at some point and oh, it uh, certainly doesn't intimidate me as far as going out to hunt them you know what i mean there may be some scenarios that are different as far as like you said you know there may be um there may be a, a situation where he doesn't fly down you know depending on the scenario that somebody's in but you know it, it definitely doesn't intimidate me to to stay at at the house and, and not hunt you know if it's not just an absolute downpour and video you know video wise obviously rain's gonna affect us a sure. pretty good bit if it's really coming down but you know if it's misting and stuff we're still out there and turkeys will still work yes, yeah, i think i think that like a you know a downpour rain is obviously tough just for you to sit in let alone the turkeys to work in but some of my favorite days man are like a misty you know light rain or just you know after rain when it clears up you get some really gets them out in those fields trying to dry off and sometimes you get one feeling frisky but in that uh in those conditions i love on those types of days yeah yeah how about I think uh, a lot of it too. Like I see, I see John here asked along the lines of rain. What about big wind? I think when you take heavy rain or like big wind, I mean, you, you think about a turkey. You know, everybody often says like, "Man, turkeys are so smart." And I mean, I don't, I don't know that I would go that they're so smart, but they're just schizophrenic because they're afraid everything is out to kill them, right? So you got to think like when it's raining hard, when it's super windy like that, they are a little bit more cautious because they can't hear as well their senses are down a little bit you know what i mean everything's moving you know in the big wind uh, when it's raining hard you know and, and they can't hear as well you know their senses of survival are kind of restricted during those moments that's so a lot of times they won't make themselves as susceptible and just sit there and gobble and gobble and gobble because they're not as keen to maybe what's going on around them during the moments where they can't hear as well or they can't see as well or when everything's moving you know, it's a lot easier for a predator or a hunter or anything uh, to be able to potentially get in a position on these turkeys, you know, during those kind of situations. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a solid point, man. You know, their sense is what they use for survival. I mean, yeah. they need that. So once you limit that, then it's going to kind of put them on edge a little bit. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, wind is wind is definitely tough. I don't I don't really love hunting in the wind. I don't think anybody loves hunting turkeys in the wind. But frustrating. 
every once in a while you can find them. You know, it's yeah. I don't think it's something that you make you sleep in, but it, it's definitely a tough, tough way to go after. box out then. The cut box, man. Yeah, cut box, you know, baby. Jeff Hall yeah. special. Yeah, he'd be ripping at him with it. That's Hunter's what dad is a living legend. We, we, we're well, aware. He smoked one today, man. First one of the season for up in New York. He was pumped. Awesome, awesome. Congratulations, yeah. congratulations. He needs a t-shirt Thanks, line. He has got so many good sayings. <laughs> he does. He's a he's a pisser, that's for sure. He put and one out of business if they're if they're still in business. <laughs> <don't remember. laughs> the first thing that came to remember and one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had so many and one t-shirts. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, it must be it must be interesting uh, coming up under the wing of a professional scouter, huh, Hunter? Yeah, yeah, it definitely helps. It adds to the success. There's no doubt about it. Hell yeah, man. Much, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I uh, I heard you guys mention a, a cut box. Are you guys ca- so you guys are carrying like bag full of calls, or are you guys just mainly mouth call? Yeah, I mean, me personally, I mainly mouth call. You know, I got a couple different mouth calls for a couple different situations. One for you know a little softer, softer stuff, and then one, one to really crank at them, like you know heavy reads, a little louder that I can really crank out there with. And mm-hmm. then I like to carry a slate, uh, uh, like a slate or an aluminum call, just you know, just for something even different. When, you know, not that I mean I love blowing a mouth call. That's usually what I only blow, but you know sometimes just breaking it up a little bit and throwing a different sound at them really helps. Yeah. And uh, I mean I, I like a box call. A box call is awesome, obviously, but. Personally, I just don't like carrying them because they're bulky and make noise and stuff. So, for me, I like a like a slate or any type of glass call or you know an aluminum and a mouth call. But it's it's definitely definitely a, a key thing I think to have a couple of different calls. Not only because uh, you know it, it just makes you more versatile hunter, but it also there's some times where if you just crank down on them with something different, that'll that'll get them to go. Yeah, just a little bit different tone. I'm kind of like Hunter. I run a mouth call most of the time, but I, I like to run a, you know, I got a glass call. I got my box call because a lot of times, depending on like when I'm working a turkey, I'm always basically like 98% on a mouth call when I'm working. Yeah, them. Once I sit down and I'm talking with them, but like you get into mid morning and stuff. And if you're out there trying to find them and, and you're, you're working the ridges and working the woods, I like to, you know, I like to call in a box call and all that stuff and try to, you know, get things going. Yeah. My my sister just chimed in and asked if I remember when I wore and one head to toe on Christmas morning when I was fifteen. I do, I do remember that. <laughs> I can still remember one of the shirts was like "Hold my trophy while I kiss your girlfriend." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one. So but, I wore it to the three on three tournament in Scranton down there at the there Red Baron Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you ripped it up. Oh my god, so many layups. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh yeah, the so one question that was posted uh, on one of the groups after I I posted about the podcast today was what is going to be your like first call in the morning tomorrow if it, if we have a good morning it's nice and calm and are you guys waiting for a turkey to gobble or are you trying to strike them up? I think that's all situational. You know, if he's if he's ripping on the roost. I like to just kind of let him do his own thing until he hits the ground. Maybe, you know, if I have a good setup on him, I'll just tree up at him once or twice just to let him know where you are. But you rip at him on the roost, man, there's, there's a good chance that he's just either going to hang on the on the limb longer than he should looking for that hen, you know, or he could just fly down the other way with his hens. So, I mean, it, it's very situational. If you're not really hearing anything, I think I think it's, it's good to throw some calls out there, see if you get one sparked up because 
you know, that could obviously get lead you to a better setup if you don't know where he's at or anything. But yeah, I think one thing people do a lot is definitely overcall to him on the roost. I mean, sometimes you're better off just waiting until they hit the ground. Just because, like I said, a lot of times when you hit them hard on the, on the limb like that, they'll uh, they'll hang up on the tree and just, just wait to see. You know, they're looking for that hen. But, right. you know, I think it's good to just send a little soft talk out there and just let them know where you're at. But I think, I think take it easy on them until he hits the ground. Yeah, it's cool to hear him gobble, man. It's a lot of fun, but you know, it's you got to pay attention to the big picture because, uh, you, you, like you said, you overcall to him and you bust him off the other side of the roost, and uh, it's going to be in for a lo- much longer morning than you'd anticipated. We've been scolded by Jeff <laughs> a million <laughs> times. I know, I know, Nate seen me screw that up, right? Way too I'm much. I'm going to take those mouth calls and throw them out the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's got a little, a little more. Uh, a little more rated R than that when he gets mad at it. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep it clean. We don't know. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I think like Hunter said, you know, most of the time, if, if it's just, you know, if you're going with your basic situation, you don't necessarily know where one is. You know, for example, tonight, uh, the dirt I'm going to hunt tomorrow, I saw one and, and was following him up my binoculars, kind of watching where he's going to go into. So what I'm going to do first thing tomorrow, I'm taking my wife out. I'm going to film her. You know, we'll get positioned to where I think will be most likely that I can call them to, you know what I mean? As far as footage goes and things like that in our original setup, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to make any sound at all. You know what I mean? I want to get set. I want to get everything ready. I know he's going to be in the, in the vicinity. I don't know. Obviously I didn't watch him fly up or anything like that. So I don't know exactly where he's at, but I know the vicinity he's going to be. Um, then, you know, in that kind of situation, I'll let him talk on his own, you know, and like Hunter said, I'll let him get going and, and once it starts getting really kind of close to fly down, then I'll hit him with a little, just a soft yelp. And, you know, if he hits it, I'll stop for a little bit. And then as it gets a little bit closer to when they're going to fly down, usually I'll, I'll yelp soft. And as he hits it, if he hits it again, I'll just throw one, just, you know, and I'll one little cut and then, you know, kind of bring it up a level and just see if he hits it hard again, right after that. You know what I mean? Like kind of right in between that second call sequence, I'll just hit one cut right in the middle of the end of that soft yelp and then uh, kind of bring the cadence of my yelp up. Not necessarily the volume, but bring my cadence of my yelp up. And if he hits it again, usually by then I'm done until I know he's on the ground. But I'll almost give him that little bit of snap just to see like what's his mood right now. You know what I mean? Like a lot lot of times you can tell pretty quick, you know, the the way he hits that, if he's going to work once he hits the ground or at least if he's going to, I'm not saying he's going to come, but you know, at least he, you know, he's going to get into the game with you a little bit. Yeah. Um, but on any other scenario, like most of the time I'm going in, if I don't know, like Hunter said, if we're just going in, I'm always going to try to start with some kind of owl hoot, you know, something to get a direction of where he is. If he's not going on his own, you know, if he doesn't give us the ability to, to hear him at first, I'll try to strike him. You know, if not, you know, you kind of just got to let the woods wake up going back to the patience thing. You know, like to, I like to not let them know we're there until we're, we're set up and ready to start yelping at them and trying to pull them where we're set up. You know, I think the best you can do is just not let them know you're there until, you know, you're ready to play the game. And then, right. uh, if it gets closer to fly down, then I'll start, you know, actually tree yelping a little bit. And if still nothing fly down cackle and then go into the scenario that the hens on the ground and now you're trying to find one somewhere, you know what I mean? But most of the time I'll start with an owl hoot, something outside of Turkey so that he doesn't necessarily think I don't draw his attention too much to me. I just want to, you know, have him give away his location. Yeah. That's, that's why I love Turkey hunting, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why that, I love it. That's priceless advice right there. That's, that's good stuff. But, uh, I think we just about touched on everything in the comments here and, uh, 
I'm, I'm just got one from uh, Jason Workman that says his daughter and he and his daughter had two hens in the decoy set yesterday, 45 minutes. Would you guys call to them and try to fire them up or stay quiet? Now I've had a lot of success calling the hens just to kind of piss them off, bring the gobbler with them. Uh, when you don't see a, if you don't see a gobbler in the vicinity, you're not, you hadn't heard one gobble. You just seeing hens. I mean, what are your thoughts on trying to fire those hens up? Is it a, you know, again, situational or is it something that you'd take a crack at? I think if, I think if there's not a gobbler in the vicinity, definitely crank at it, man. You get that hen going, freaking out, you know that back and forth talk. I mean, that could travel a long ways and get that gobbler fired up. So if, if it were me in that particular situation, and I I didn't know the one was around, I would I would definitely hammer down at him. See see if I get them cranked up, and I said that back and forth talk might might spark one up somewhere. Now I mean, if there was a gobbler around, you already had the hens and the decoys. There's not much reason to because he's probably going to be on them at some point anyway. But All right. yeah. I think in that uh, in that scenario, cranking down at him definitely helps. Yeah, I, I'd agree with Hunter 100. You know, kind of get a read on on how, you know, you'll read them in the first couple calls you make. You know, if they start kind of responding to you, like, you know, I think a lot of times people um, have asked me, you know, when I hear a hen yelping at me or calling to me, I mimic her. You know, and I think that's a really good thing to do. You know, everybody said, you know, but at the same time, a lot of times I'll kind of do just a little bit something different than her because at the same time if a hen starts talking with you, you don't necessarily want to intimidate her per se. You know what I mean? You almost want to give her just enough to get her curiosity up to where she wants to come over there and feel like the boss. And you don't want to necessarily, if she's cutting at you and stuff like that. Sometimes I don't want to cut super hard at her, you know, maybe just a few yelps and some snappy cuts here and there just to let her know like, yeah, I'm a little bit agitated and you know, we can, we can both talk this way, but kind of get her in there. If they're already in on the spread, you know, that comes down to reading those turkeys you know, kind of using your woodsmanship over the years and see when you call, what do they do? Do they stick around or are they leaving? If they're leaving when you're calling, I'd lay off it and just let them because you're going to want, if you're going to, if you plan on sitting there and a gobbler's like Hunter said, has been around, well then, you know, you're better off having them there in your setup than you are leaving, you know, because they're liable to intercept him at some point if he is coming that direction. Not necessarily that he has to come whatever way they go out, but you know what I mean? Like you're, you're better off having them in your, in your corner then you are having them leave because then they can become a problem, you know, for your yeah. scenario later, if they end up going to the Turkey, if he does get goblin. Um, but if they're in the setup, I just read them, you know what I mean? See what they're doing. If they're, if they're just chilling out and having a good time and you want to keep calling and they're not doing anything, I, I just soft call, you know what I mean? Soft calling and see what they do. Just kind of like they're socializing, you know what I mean? Right. They're at the nail salon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just, just hanging out. Yeah. That's, that's definitely good advice. I mean, I've, I've had hens screw up, many hunts that's that's always a bummer indeed but uh blessing or a curse true yeah exactly but i think uh i think we pretty much touched on everything there um what do you guys have uh have going on you've just uh nate you're filming for headhunters and hunter uh is it you're still filming for avian x correct david x a little bit yeah mossy oak so yeah, having fun with those guys this spring. We had a couple good hunts so far, and hope to uh, hope to get a couple more with the uh, the upcoming weeks, man. We've been waiting for this time of year for when went out last year, so we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. So, so where can we catch you guys and all your all your content? I mean, all, all of our stuff you can watch on the Mossy Go app or on their YouTube page. So, all all of our stuff you can see. Like you could see some of Hunter stuff on Meet the Kardashians. He appears like yeah, yeah, MTV, MTV, yeah. all that MTV, stuff. MTV, Jersey Shore. Yeah, I'm on nice. all those. 
all those shows. You and, your man, you and your dad doing the spring break. That was good, man. I got a good kick. Out <laughs> that, of was, that. Well, that turned out funny, didn't it? Yeah. yeah he, loved, really he loved that. I've seen him. I see him watching that at night sometimes when he sneak around the corner. He doesn't know I'm there. He loves that scene. I see here. Uh, Jake had asked about a, strategies on a hung up long beard who is alone and wants the hen you to come to him. You know, that's a good question. And there, I, I think when it comes to turkeys that hang up, sometimes there's really no just perfect recipe as to what is the exact situation. Cause it, it all comes down to the scenario that you're in at the time. But a lot of times, uh, like Hunter touched on earlier, that something that I've utilized a lot, and I think Hunter can relate to this, like you can you can throw your call, right? So you can throw your call to the right, you know, to the left, anything that you want to do. And you want to kind of, you can almost pull this turkey which way you want them to do. A lot of people, you see them throwing their call back behind them. If they're trying to get that turkey to keep pulling through, you know, they'll throw their call back behind them. Um, but some things that I've done, especially in like a, a filming situation, if you're dealing with a turkey, that could be difficult. If I go to get different ground on them, what I'll actually do sometimes is I'll get as far as I could to them without getting busted, get calling at them, try to get them going, and then I'll fall back, right? And as I fall back, if he starts coming while I'm falling back, like I'm listening, keep in mind, like I'm just creating a scenario. I'm calling through this turkey. So while I'm yelping and calling, I, yeah, I hear him gobbling, but I'm not stopping my calling. So if I'm just yelping and I hear him gobbling, like even if he's cut me off, I'm not stopping. I'm just a hand out for a walk. And yeah, like you're giving him the, uh, you know, it's like you want to make him want what he can't have, for an example. Like I don't want him to think that every time he gobbles, I stop because I'm like, oh, he answered me. I'm just doing my thing. You know, if you want to come over and hang, come on over here, but I'm doing my thing. And a lot of times what I do is as I walk away, if I can tell he starts to break, then what I'll do is get myself a comfortable distance back to where I started, right? Back towards the turkey and then set up because now what he may have think, you know, what I think sometimes happens is he thinks you've already gone away. So he knows he's got to come down through, you know, say, let's say, for example, you have a ridge there and you fall off the ridge yelping, right? And he's still gobbling. Well, the last he heard you yelping, you were falling off that ridge. And then a lot of times what I'll do is I'll slip back up that ridge and I'll set up up on top of it, hoping that he pulls over thinking, well, the last, you know, I heard her because, you know, they can pinpoint where you're at and stuff. So a lot of times I'll kind of utilize if the ground allows it, you know, obviously uh, you got to go with that first. But that, that's one thing that I've kind of had be effective, even in different setups with filming. I'll walk, you know, I'm, I may be standing up while we get everything set up and I'll stay out, you know, a little ways and get calling until I can tell he's really getting going. Then I'll fall back and get set up. at the trip. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's there's so much stuff you can throw at a hung up turkey. It's not even funny from from if you if he's never seen a decoy before, you know, putting decoys out, and then trying that between float calling. I know when I'm hunting with Nate a lot, that's that's a tactic we use all the time. And if somebody else is shooting, and uh, you got you got a couple guys calling, break them up. You know what I mean? Get that guy even 40, 50 yards behind the other guy. You know, try to pull him past. There's so many tactics you try on a hung up turkey, and if uh, or you know one that's hung up, as long as you don't spook him, man. There, there's so much stuff you could try. I think eventually you could probably get a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, are some uh, out of the box ideas. I think that uh, a lot of people watching, I think will definitely be able to take advantage of that. I mean, I've, I've never actually thought of, you know, s- setting up, moving, calling, and then coming back to the setup. That's, that's pretty slick. I like that. Yeah. That's a good tactic. No doubt about it. Yeah. 
I think that has a lot to do with knowing your property as well. I True. mean, Mark and I went hunting last year for a little bit. And, and one of the ideas we couldn't get the birds to commit is I'm going to kind of move up the hill, have him sit still. But he knew the property way better than I did. And he knew that if I moved up that hill, that gobbler's probably going to spot me. So it turned into a patience game and waiting them out. And it turned into a, a pretty successful endeavor for us. But I mean, if you, like you said, you go ahead and you're going to move on that bird. If you get a little bit of higher than you should, that bird sees you. It's most likely game over. So that's yeah, a, a situation tactic. like that where like you're buddy hunting and things like that. You know, a lot of times we've done in different situations where one guy will fall back and call. You right. know I mean, you know, yeah. keep going back and actually walk right out of sound. You know what I mean? If your ground will allow it, you know, get up, keep your buddy who's on the trigger, you know, who's sitting on the torch, keep him out. You get up and now you become that hand who's like, you know what? I'm, I'm heading out. I'm out of here. And you call yep. yourself right out of his hearing distance, you know? Yep, and then what you'll do is like, I'll get to where I can hear him. And then I'll sit there and give it five, 10 minutes. And I'll listen to what he does now that I've left him. And if he continues to gobble and sounds like he breaks, now what I'll do is I'll, I'll walk back towards him a little bit and get positioned closer so now they thinks well you know as he's breaking well now she came kind of back a little bit because i'm working to her you know what i mean yeah yeah it's all it's all, it's all uh it's all just having fun and enjoying it and try to figure out if you could beat him and then there's other times you just walk out of the woods and realize you've been defeated yeah, again. yeah. <laughs> more know, times and, than and not most yeah. of the time they win and that's okay you know that's yes, why sir. that's why hunting is is such a great you know sport and why we all love it so much it's not about going out there and killing them every time that's not what it is it's about going out there learning uh, how to make it better for everybody who enjoys it like we do and just have fun with it. You know, have fun trying to figure out how you can be a better hunter, uh, you know, a more ethical hunter and, and fine tune your tactics, if you will. True. Keeps us humble. Keeps us humble. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that brings us up right on about an hour. And I don't think we could end on a better note than that. That's how it goes, man. And uh, I appreciate you guys taking the time coming on. I don't want to keep you too late. I know we all have early mornings tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, thanks guys for coming on, and uh, hopefully we could do this again in person at some point. Well, Definitely, man. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow to everybody. I hope you hope you whack them. Yep. Yeah. Good, good luck, luck everybody. Everybody, be safe out there. And hey, cheers to all of you. Happy turkey right. season. Be safe. Good cheers. luck. Good luck, y'all. See you guys. See you guys. Thanks. See ya. Yeah. Some chicken. Some chicken. Yeah.